Welcome to the Trap Bootcamp Podcast. It is season two. It is your girl, Oracle Jane Doe here, represented as usual with some new information and a new season. I'm excited because I'm trying something new. I just got some earpiece. I want to be able to record this podcast anywhere. And I set up at my computer and I wanted to try something different. So that's what we're doing. Um, I told you this season is going to be like an onion, right? So I'm unpacking my own stuff this season. And today we are going to be talking about the book Daring Greatly. And the title of this episode is Am I I Daring Daring Greatly or Bullshitting 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 Profusely? It is a book review, but okay, I'm unpacking my own shit today. All right. And the way that I deal with people around me, you know, Um, I was online with comedian Ron G and his wife last week. They had a special um, where they're on the couch. I forgot the name of it. You know, forgive me. My brain's everywhere. But it was a great episode. Um, But afterwards, they had this talk and I asked him, I was like, you know, I'm I'm an older woman. (laughs) He knows who I am because I was on his comedian on his uh, show one time. He might not. But anyway, Uh, (laughs) uh, so. I told him, you know, I'm an older woman. I'm looking to really settle down and get into a relationship and I am living in L.A. What do you suggest? And he was like, ah, ah. <laughs> the way he did it was so funny because he was kind of like, damn, like, I don't want to steer you wrong, sis, but that's kind of hard in L.A., you know? And his girl was like, no, yeah. Was like, they were really trying to, like, give me hope. And I was like, oh, so really, at the end of the day, you're just telling me that there's no hope. And I don't want to believe that there is no hope. I really don't. I don't want to believe that there's no hope for an elder woman in L.A. And it might not possibly be here in L.A., but, you know, I just don't want to believe that there's no hope. There's got to be hope, you know. And I I came here today to restore hope for us ladies that are over 40, that are still seeking for that one that is special to us, okay? So... These are the things that I kind of went through. I'm going to put some excerpts up earlier in the episode so you guys can see like the movies and some songs that kind of make me think about what happens in relationships. So uh, I don't know if you've seen Bridesmaids, but there's an part in Bridesmaids where one of the ladies is she's sleeping with this guy and she's she wants to be exclusive but instead of her saying she wants to be exclusive she's just like trying to do everything that she needs to do to be exclusive with him oh i was having a nightmare i was so scared good morning I'd rather just like simple, not like other girls or like 
man. Unless you were like, yeah. And I'd be like, maybe. <laughs> mm -mm. I don't want that either. This is so awkward. I really want you to leave. But I don't know how to say it without sounding like a dick. Oh. Like, you know, she's she's trying to be like really good in bed and she's trying to invite him out to events and stuff, but he's like, oh, well, you know, he's kind of like shining around, but he's really willing, willing to have sex with her. And I realized that these are the type of relationships that a lot of us women over 40 are starting to get into. If you're not married or, you know, you're not in a relationship, we're getting into these situationships. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that because we're always trying to find ourselves and you do have to date. But what I'm trying to analyze myself, you know, and moving forward because I want, I, like I told you last season, I want to be successful in a relationship. And I know we all do as women. So I, I wrote down five things from Breanne Brown's, sorry, it's Brene Brown, Breanne. I keep saying Breanne because it, it sounds like a sister's name. But Brene Brown has a book called Daring Greatly, as I said before. And I wrote down a few things that really just stuck with me and I'm going to unpack my stuff this season. So this is just going to be an episode where I'm unpacking it and hopefully you guys can, you know, feel me. We're going to try to go live and um, see, you know, the types of responses we get if, if, it can, if it happens to. And I might not go live, who knows. But this is, like I said, a new way how the season is going to work this um, year is I'm going to do unorthodox ways of recording the show. Uh, you know, I might do some lives. Um, I'm going to put some excerpts from TV shows. Everything that just kind of makes me understand the new direction that I'm trying to go into, you know. Um, so these are the five things that stood out for me. All right. Or these are the things that I feel that work, you know, I, I, that I should analyze myself in. Okay. Um... Am I honoring myself in my relationships? Okay. Two, number two is, am I courageous enough to have the conversations I need to have in my relationships early? That's hard, ladies. I know you know that's hard. Am I facilitating, number three, am I facilitating a relationship that brings me joy and the other person? We're going to talk about that. And then how do my actions affect my children and how they will be in their life? Very big for me. And number five, struggling with the I am never enough thing that happens with us all. Okay. So this book to me was probably the best book to read after you have like a major argument with someone close to you or you're ending a relationship because you want to analyze every relationship and every like surrounding person. You want to analyze how, well, you might not want to, but I personally analyze the relationship to just find out, you know, does this situation need to be something that's rectified, you know? an argument it doesn't need to be rectified or is this like the end of that relationship you know I hate to end relationships on arguments but sometimes it's just the end of it you know and we gotta 
kind of figure out if it's a lesson or a blessing, then we're you out of that, you know? So, um, I struggle with, you know, being understanding, like in my relationships, I always struggle with like finding that common ground. And this book showed me that, you know, as a powerful woman, sometimes we relax and we don't say the things that we need to say in the beginning of the relationship, you know, because we don't want to appear too aggressive. We don't want to appear um, thirsty, you know. Um, we want to kind of, we dim our lights or we don't want to brighten our light too much so they feel like, you know, you doing too much. I've done that very, 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 very often. Or you don't want to put yourself in a situation to where you feel like they think you're clingy. I guess that's, those are kind of like along the same lines, but those are the things that, you know, I started to realize from relationships. So if I'm honoring myself in the relationship, what are the things that I need to do? Am I being passive? Do I need to be meticulous in every little thing that that person does? And I'm, I, I, re, I know now that I kind of don't want to be a fixer. And that is hard for me. I just try to jump on and I start being this fixer upper. And I, I'm like, hey, you should do this. And you're so amazing. You could do this. And, you know, I do that often. But as women, I, I think there should be a new strategy. The strategy should be asking the questions. You know, have you unpacked your issues? You know, like, that's a powerful conversation. You know, I was watching this, I was watching Lovecraft Country, and the, the lady, uh, I guess she ended up being the dragon that was one with darkness. The guy came up to the table and he says, You look very exotic. Let me guess where you're from. Japan. Knowing that I'm six, I have a Jewish guess so. So you don't speak any English. I said, would you be willing to die to fuck me? Oh, that was powerful. And I was like, ooh, I want to start using that. But that's just that's just kind of like your armor. Like, get away from me. This is my armor. And that's what Brene Brown talks about is these armors that we put on. And each relationship, you know, you start looking at yourself and I have looked at myself so much in every relationship that I think that I'm almost close to, you know, somebody that's worthy of a stable relationship. I feel like if you work on yourself, you are worthy of a stable relationship, you know, and I'm going to get it right, y'all. I'm going to get it right. All right. So, ooh, okay. So, Brene, you was up and down my street when you were talking about oversharing. So I had a, I had a moment, y'all, because I know, I know, I know I do that. So she had two, she had um, like these things that she talked about, um, oversharing, okay? And it was an unpacking moment for me. I was listening because it was like meat. <laughs> Something I really needed to hear. <laughs> 
because I'm so guilty of it. And the way that she broke it down was floodlighting. So I've I've been definitely a person that floodlights. And that means like I'm gonna share all my shit up front and then, you know, like hey so that we can kind of feel on common ground and then they start sharing their stuff and then we like we're there and then now we're gonna be good friends now you're my friend and that usually makes people recoil or shut down and eventually they will disconnect and i think that comes from being an only child it might be. It might be from being an only child. Ooh. Moment. 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 Only child. That is another episode. We're going to talk about that. Okay, so the other way. But this one right here is like using your vulnerability for your own benefit. It's the misuse of your vulnerability. So you're vulnerable with some person because you want the particular outcome that you want. So you like, hey, this is my shit, boom, 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 and I'm sure I've done that several times. So now the next one is the smash and grab. I'm sure I've been a victim of this. Ooh, I hate the word victim. I've, I've experienced. I'm not a victim. Uh, I've experienced a smash and grab. So it says smashing through social boundaries with all your intimate information for attention. Usually that is like an intention, attention seeking tool, you know, or a manipulation tool that, you know, I'm going to share my shit and now you can't leave. You're stuck with me because no one understands me. You know that no one understands me. And that's usually a manipulative tool that is utilized in a lot of domestic relationships. And I've already told you guys I was a victim of that. But it's not, I didn't tell you that to overshare. I tell you that because I'm past it, okay? And anything that I share here on Trap Bootcamp, you know, is fair game. And I know that the things that I share will dictate the relationships that come my way. Because if you could come and listen about some person on the podcast, then you can find out who exactly they are. You have the choice up front to deal with them or not, you know? And so I'm going to start sending my damn podcast out to dudes if they want to date me. Like, oh, so if you want to date me, you got to watch my, listen to my podcast. And then if you can handle all this shit, then let's go. Because I don't really want to ever talk about anyone that I'm dating, but I do want to use the information to help someone else move forward. You know, I think that's important. It's time for a crunch. Are you ready? Are you ready? It is time for the crunch. I'm still going to be doing my crunch, y'all. So, boom. Mm. Right here. Mm. Mm. Okay, mm. okay, okay. Today's okay. crunch is provided by Biscoff. Lotus since 1932. You know them little cookies that you get on the plane. Those are my mom. Those are my um my ones today. But anyway, 
I'm not battling anyone, but you always going to get that crunch, you know? Um, I do want to take a moment to give some free promo. Free promo. Free promo. Free promo. <laughs> All right. Because the perfect thing right now to go with this little biscuit cookie or biscuit would be some tea. Mm. All right. Some tea will be bomb. So we're going to give a free promo today to we're going to give this free promo to our girl. Hold on again. Second job. I'm recording. Thank you. All right. So, <laughs> I kind of forgot what I was talking about. Shit. So, our free promo today is provided by Tribe with Kelsey. These are sea moss infused teas with a tropical flair, fine regeneration in the form of a tea. That is our sponsor of the day. Free promo, free, free promo, free promo. <laughs> it's always fun, but Okay, let's go back to this. So that was one of the things. Now, going to number two. Let's talk about number two. Number two. Am I courageous enough to have the conversations? That's kind of like what we were talking about before. Am I courageous enough to have the conversations in, early on in the relationship? Now, you know, I think that even though we have those conversations early in the relationship, there's barely a time that we really adhere to them. Because when you're in a relationship, you want what you want, no matter what that is. Like you could get in there and be dating someone and never be labeled and still be like, no, this is what I want, you know, because there's really no commitment to it. And that's the one thing that I had to analyze with myself. Like I possibly don't want to commit but I do want to commit. I, I do want to commit. I want to be with someone, but I don't want to just be with anyone. And that's the thing. Sometimes we find comfort and joy in situations that we know are not, there's no future in them. And there was plenty of times in past relationships that there was no future in it. And I knew it was time for me to bounce. But because I found joy in the moment, I stayed knowing all the while that, you know, it, at the end I was going to get hurt. And I think we sacrifice that moment, those moments of joy for that pain. And that is sad. I don't want to do that as a, you know, at the going forward, moving forward, you know, I want, I want to, you know, moving towards number three, I want to facilitate relationships that bring joy for the both of us. 
you know, and I don't want it to be a one-sided situation. And I'm finding that, you know, when you lead with sex, that is what the basis of it is. And you can lead with friendship and then have sex with them early on. And there's so many different things, but I'm like, you know, in my old age, (laughs) I'm not old, in my growing age, I realized the power of really taking your time. You know, um, I am a very sexual person. And so it's hard sometimes to contain that, but taking your time is so necessary because there's never really a way that you can preserve your feelings. In the end, you're you're possibly going to get hurt. It's just like a 50-50 chance. You can't run from that. But if you take your time, you really know, like, you know, honestly, I like this person, but this is not, I don't see longevity in it, you know? And that's the moment where you step out and you leave. And that's probably, that's when people get hurt right then and there. But it's always that moment where you have to be an adult and, and, and know yourself. You got to know yourself. So these are my little jewels that I'm dropping to you guys. But this is, I, this, these are jewels that I got out of this book, you know. So um, she had a manifesto that I'm going to read at the end of this. Like I said, you know, this season I am kind of keeping it brief. But this is an unpacking episode, you know, book review episode. So I'm not sure how these episodes will be arranged, but we'll have music so you understand, like, what music makes me feel this way? You know, what music eases me in these moments when I realize that I have presented myself thirstily, thirstily. That's you know it's all a part of growing as women. We need these things to grow. Um, all right. How do my actions affect my children, and are they, and how they will be in their life? Okay. So I realize, man, like I'm not gonna unpack my personal family business, but you know. Mom, my mother was in the business of entertainment and she was a, a you know, a, a model, a runway model at one point and she was a business owner. She had a lot of things going on. And, you know, as a child, you see your mother moving and you're like, wow, that just seems like so much fun. And she's always doing this and doing that. But I never really got to see her. I did see her struggles, but some stuff I think she really hid from me. You know, and um, now as an adult, I realize that sometimes you have to share your shit, man. You can't let your kids think that you're perfect. You can't you can't do that because then they they're scared to share their lives with you. They're never going to share with you when you don't present yourself as a human. And I'm pretty sure, you know, even from this book, that my parenting style is unorthodox. You know, it's different. But at this point, my children are grown. So I'm not really concerned with, you know, anybody else's thoughts on how I raised my children because I think that they are stellar human beings. 
and I'm very proud of them. And, um, you know, we have our things, but they are really good human beings, you know? And I do pay attention to what I, who I bring around my children. And I have to make sure that they're not there just to suck off the tree of my inspiration, that they're there to fill that too, you know? And because my children do that for me, they fill me. And, you know, so sometimes we make bad decisions, but moving forward, you've got to analyze yourself and know that maybe you are a part of the problem on why the relationships aren't working out, you know, and just unpack your shit. I'm unpacking today. So struggling with the never enough thing, quote unquote, never enough. Man, I struggle with that all the time. I am stepping out of that um, this year. I realize that I have created a duel with some imaginary competitor that I don't know of and that I am chasing this person and I am trying to create as much stuff that I can create before that imaginary person does it and they don't even care, you know, and that is crazy, crazy, you know, that's crazy, that's like, what? What are you doing? You know? But anyway, but that imaginary person has also given me such a creative drive that I don't know how to stop it. But I realize that I have to take a seat back. And although I'm able to be vulnerable, you know, here on the podcast and with my music and just like in the arena of everything that I'm doing, fitness, I still will have to take a seat back and, you know, as she says, dare greatly for myself, honor myself, relax, and know that this competitor, this imaginary competitor that I've created is not going to win the race. I'm going to win the race. So if anything, that's what this, this episode is about. It's about us all winning the race and how we have to unpack what is going on with us so that we can move forward in our relationships. And I personally am moving forward. I'm happy today. I have a smile on my face today. Um, but you know, I wasn't before, but hey, every day you have a chance to renew your mind and your thoughts. I'm looking for here this manifesto that she posted in her book and that she has in her book that, man, it was so powerful for me. Okay, here it is. And I'm going to end this episode here today. I'm going to end it right here. The Daring Greatly Leadership Manifesto, and this is like something that every woman, not even just women over 40 and up, but that's who I'm speaking to, men and women 40 and up. This is something that can all help us all, you know. I like Brene Brown. She's, I probably had called her Brienne twice on here, but Brene Brown, this book really helped me. It helped my spirit after a situation that could have taken me in another direction because sometimes we got to grab a hold of our mind and know that we are enough and we are going to get what we desire and I know that I know that now this was just another thing to keep me in that bumper 
So not, you know, don't lose your mind, girl. Don't think that just because one thing didn't work out, it won't work out. This did it for me. Okay, so here it is. To the CEOs and teachers, to the principals and managers, to the politicians, community leaders, and decision makers, we want to show up. We want to learn and we want to inspire. We are hardwired for connection, curiosity, and engagement. We crave purpose and we have deep desire to create and contribute. We want to take risk, embrace vulnerabilities, and be courageous. When learning and working are dehumanized, when you no longer see us and no longer encourage our daring or when you only see what we produce and how we perform, we disengage and turn away from the very things that the world needs from us, our talent, our ideas, and our passion. What we ask is that you engage with us, show up and be, show up beside us and learn from us. Feedback is a function of respect. When do you have when don't you have honest conversations with us? Oh, oh, when you don't have honest conversations with us about our strengths and our opportunities for growth, we question our contribution and your commitment. Above all else, we ask that you show up. Let yourself be seen and be courageous. Dare greatly with us. That's pretty dope. That's pretty dope. That is pretty but um, before I end today, guys, check this book out. And the first person to hit me or DM me, I will pass this copy to. What I did was I read the book. And I oh, one more place I want to get free promo to is the $10 bookstore in Northridge. Check them out. I went and bought this book there. But um, yeah, you definitely check this book out. Darren Greatly, um, please please, 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 please get this book. Make sure that you take some time and read it. What I did was read Darren Greatly and I listened to it on Audible at the same time. So it really deeply registers in my spirit uh, because I know this is something that help, is helping me move forward. I'm moving forward and I'm excited. And also, y'all, just, you know, I'm not into politics, politics. <laughs> Not into politics, but this year was the most important election that we have ever experienced. And I am grateful and thankful to each and every person that voted in the proper direction. Whether you voted for Kanye or whatever, but we voted in the proper direction. We are going, we need to go in a direction of love, y'all. I'm not going to bring too much politics on there, but you already know what the exit song is so thank you for joining us here at the trap bootcamp podcast follow me follow me follow me or don't follow me fuck down try yeah nigga fuck down try yeah yeah fuck down try yeah fuck down try yeah fuck down try yeah nigga fuck down try yeah, yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah. I like white folks, but I don't like you. 
All the niggas in the hood wanna fight you. Surprise El Chapo ain't tried to snipe you. Surprise the nation of Islam ain't tried to find you. Have a rally out LA, we gon' fuck it up. Home of the riding the king ride, we don't give a fuck. Black students, ejected from your rally. What? I'm ready to go right now, your racist ass did too much. I'm about to turn Black Panther. Don't let Donald Trump win that nigga.